Why Can't I Do Music Good is filmed in front of a live Twitch audience. If you would like to be part of that audience, please follow us at twitch.tv forward slash oddhobs. That is twitch.tv forward slash O-D-D-H-O-B-B-S. And then you'll be notified as to when we go live, you can get involved in the discussion. Now, without further ado, on with the episode. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's Thursday, the 19th of August. My name is Lawrence Hobbs. My name is Theo Dehaney. And this is Why Can't I Do Music Good? Yay! Oh, God, I'm so bad at this. I it's was good fine. for like two weeks. Yeah, you two did, weeks you were doing good. really well. And now but this is a show where we talk about music, making music, why we're terrible at making music, and what we're trying to do about it. Lawrence. What he said. Hello again. Hello again, my friend. How are you doing? We're in the same room again, and I've I dropped know. my pen. It's like twice. <coughs> Twice, Twice in, in a row. row. How how does that make you feel? So good. I'm, it's just I really it's I think it is just so much better in one the two of us in one room. Yeah, like like we were saying before, there's there's this, this feedback that you and I give off each other. There's a dynamic. There's a feedback loop. Mm. It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's just a more fun show, um, which is which is awesome. Um, I, my mind's gone blank and I've completely forgotten everything about what we were going to talk about today. Well, so we're, we're, uh, we have got a couple of things to talk about, haven't mm. we? Uh, last week we were trying to be as basic as we could. And now we're going to try to be as nerd as we could, alienate our audience. Yay! Are we going to do that? <laughs> no. Okay. No. It was, was a like, fun... We didn't agree to this. It was, it was definitely a fun um, thing to do. Yeah, um, it was a challenge. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Should, we, should we employ a challenge for this one? Okay. Um, if you can think of one. Not allowed to end your sentence with a preposition. I never do anyway. <laughs> I try not to. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> we can do what we want. It's our show. Like, um, uh, when we watched... Um, we went to see I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. Yeah. It was a, an American came up, to, came up to an Englishman and said, Hey, where are the bathrooms at? And she said, Young lady... In, in this country, we don't end sentences with a preposition. So she said, okay, where are the bathrooms at, asshole? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, God. Oh. How's your week been? I realized that in the pre-show, you asked about my week. Mm. But I didn't ask about how your week was. Well, that's fine. Just so you know, my week was great. I had a birthday. Anyway, your turn. <laughs> yeah, my, my week was great. It was my friend's birthday. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> My week's been my week, you know, um, just... Seven days of seven 24 days. hours of stuff. Yeah. Some one of, of each of the days, yeah. which is important to note. I had a whole set of them. Never had a Monday twice. Had a straight, a, a, poker, a poker's worth of straight days. And uh, there was uh, each of them containing 24 hours. And I was so happy when some of them ended and I was disappointed when some of them ended. And some of them I was asleep and didn't even realize they had ended. <laughs> and some of them I was awake and then I knew that time was passing. So, that's how my week's been. <laughs> Lawrence told you about both of our weeks now. <laughs> I'm just the... I am the watcher. I observe the weeks. I do not interfere. Have you, um, have you started watching the, the, the What If stuff on Disney? For Marvel? I know you're no. not... Yeah, we discussed yesterday that you're not well, massively into Marvel. What's the What If stuff? So, the What If is, is a set of comics that was released in the 60s, I want to say. But they essentially explored the stories of, huh, what if this thing didn't happen in the comics and it happened to someone else instead? Okay. So the first one that the, the, the first episode that's come out is, what if Steve Rogers didn't become Captain America? What if um, the lady he's in love with what if hmm. she became Captain America instead? Okay. Peggy Carter, that's the one. Yeah, Peggy is short for Margaret, somehow. Yeah. Which drives me nuts. Jack, uh, and, Jack and John are apparently the same name, too. Yeah. Yeah, and, Jack Torrance. And also, um, uh, people shorten my name to Larry. Yeah. Yeah. D completely ignore the W. <laughs> Laurie. Laurie, that's, that feels a lot better. <laughs> I, it's people actually, like, when I was younger... My, my family circle would often do like 
Cockney Cockney style, mm. not rhyming slang, but the sort of deviation that you go through sure. um, to make up nicknames. So for about six months, my name was Truck. 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 Because Lawrence Laurie Truck. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, it was did not suit uh, me. I see. Especially when you see pictures of me from that age, I had <laughs> I had the hair. You know the hair from the that hair. picture. Oh, the hair. Yeah. Where I look like part, of, part like you know, I look just as much as I as Donny Osmond as I do a mushroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they were like, "Hey, that's truck. That's not cool. That's too cool of a name." <laughs> truck. If you're truck, if you're like, if your name is Truck, you need to be wearing like wife beaters. You need to drive a Mustang. Essentially, I'm thinking of Tug from Tug. Brick. Yeah. <laughs> Got the one. Was that a cut, or was that just a bit of hair that I you put down there? I don't know. I've never been able to work it out. There was just this line move. that goes from underneath his beanie, about an inch down, and it's there all the time, and I don't know it what it is. It doesn't move. Oh, my God. Um, anyway. Anyway. I've also, also, speaking of music stuff, because that's what this, this show's about, I've started playing a game with some excellent music. Yeah? It's called Hades. 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 Um, the music is just fantastic. And it's it's a it's a top down, like action button bashy thing. Sure. Um and uh you play the son of Hades and you're trying to escape Hades. Um you're trying to escape hell, and the other gods are like, Hey, we want you to escape hell too, so we're gonna we're gonna send stuff down to help you. That's cool. And each one is themed around different gods, and the it's a roguelike. So when you die, some of the stuff that you get you keep, and some of it you don't. Sure. Um, and the idea is that you die a lot, but the story progresses only really when you die. So you have to die in order That's to progress cool. the story. Yeah. It's very cool. I really enjoy it, and the music is awesome. And of course, it's awesome because it's Darren Corb doing the music. Darren, uh, Darren Corb. Corb did the the music for Bastion and Transistor. And Pyre, I believe. Um, so what's special about those games is Bastion has a narrator that literally narrates everything you're doing. That's cool. Um, Transistor has it has the soul of somebody in this sword that you're that you're wielding. The sword is basically a giant microchip, mm. and the music reflects everything you're doing. That's like cool. there's it's a very musical element to it. But Darren Corb is awesome. As a as a video game music composer, not my favorite video game music composer. <laughs> that is Austrian Wintry and always will be. But um, I've been getting a lot more into sort of composers and classical music recently. That's cool. I've really enjoyed playing a game where I just listen to a a playlist of all the all the soundtracks from different movies, and I just try and sit there and try and guess what the movie is. That's cool. That's a good idea. I like that. Did you ever do that when you went to see movies when you were younger? When you went to Odeon cinemas, they used to play movie soundtracks while you were waiting for the movie. No. No, I don't think I even noticed that, to be honest. Ah, well, I, 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 I wasn't into it. music for a, for a long time when mm. I was a kid. Um, when you say you weren't into music, what was your relationship with music? Uh, my relationship with music is that... I wasn't into it. My parents, <laughs> no, my parents played music, mm. and I, I had piano lessons... I also had trombone lessons and cornet lessons, um, and it it was more of a thing that my mum wanted me to do. Um, so it was kind of forced on you. Yeah, kind of. Um, and now you've grown to love it. Yeah. Because what, well, what was the turning point for you? Well, as well as in it was actually um, the first time you showed me Fruity Loops. Really? Yeah. Holy fuckaroons. <laughs> oh, man. I've influenced yeah. someone's life. Well, so, yeah, you have. Um, so, like, I, I started learning to play guitar so that I could play a Neutral Milk Hotel song. Mm. Um, and was it the luckiest? That was, that's Ben Folds, dear. Oh, sorry. Sorry, darling. <laughs> sorry, darling. Um, what Neutral Milk was Hotel o, song o was Comely, it? Oh, Comely. Okay, The yeah. long, slow one. Yep. I, I just love it. Um, and that was when I was 18, I think, mm. when I started playing guitar. Um, but it was just a sort of, it was just a thing that I liked to do. Um, and then I saw what you were doing with 
Fruity Loops. Badly, may I add. Oh, yeah. Yeah, awful. So it was better than I could do it. Um, and I was like, oh, that's cool. That, that means that sort of music isn't necessarily, you know, put Skill a thing to your based, mouth and blow yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, if I have ideas, I can essentially click them into being. But it is its its, its own skill. I never, I, I did not know that about you, that, that, like, that your relationship with, I thought that you always had some sort of positive relationship with music, that you were always seeking it out a little bit. Mm. Um, yeah, no, no. I, like, drums, when I started playing drums when I was 11, that was the first instrument that I actually committed to. Well, we can all hit stuff, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, wow. <laughs> we can all press a button, we, Lawrence. We all certainly can hit stuff, can't we, buddy? You want to hear from uh, from Zombieland? We feel how hard I can punch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you God. get forty percent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you God. feel how hard I can punch. <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what we were meant to be talking about. Uh, also, uh, we talked about how I got into music. I don't know how we got onto how I got into music. No, but um, this these these recording sessions are a lot like. Okay, this is gonna sound fucking weird. Okay, <laughs> they're a lot like a sexual experience in the fact that you're right, Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> in the fact that while while you're while you're having. While the thing is occurring, you're you can't you know everything that's going on. You're aware of everything that's going on for the most part. But when it's over, it's like you've been in some sort of fever dream, and you're like, "What the fuck just happened? And why am I so tired?" <laughs> <laughs> why is this brown stuff everywhere? Oh, talk about chocolate, dude. Okay, well. I'm sorry, I don't know why I didn't assume that straight away. And Bovril. Oh. <laughs> Gravy. <laughs> Come to my hotel room, bring some Bovril. <laughs> bring a fondue set. <laughs> but don't bring any fondue. <laughs> well, okay. I'd be the sort of person that'd be like, um, excuse me, wouldn't that be a fondant set? <laughs> And she'd be like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Like, uh, oh, I've dashed it. my chances again. Oh, no. One wild night of Bovril and gravy. <laughs> Wasted. <laughs> don't marry me and this, <coughs> this, this Thornton selection. We'll have a great time together. <laughs> me and this meal deal from Tesco's. Oh, the times we'll have. I'm mm. filling the bath with Bisto. <laughs> Uh, anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, so drums when I was 11. First instrument I, I sort of wanted to commit to. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, and it was, it was again sort of kind of in the background, basically. Yeah. And I was in a couple of bands. Um, but I didn't have the, the um, passion to pursue music. The passion to pursue is what holds us all back from very, very certain things. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the thing is, like, I I have the passion for music. Mm. I don't have the energy <laughs> or the or the ability. And the thing is that I lack the discipline needed to put the time in to gain the ability to be able to make music more easily than I can right now. Well, this sounds like you know a new I mean? problem, buddy. Yeah. Let's move on. Well, this is why I can't do music here. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Well, okay. I, I was I was trying to do a funny. But that's but, no, no, no. It's fine. Oh, no, we should, it was, we it should move on. We should move on anyway, though. In the subject, in the in the interest, in the interest of time. Anyway. Okay. As always. So, okay. So, the the, the thing that we're going to talk about today stemmed from you sending me a song. <laughs> yeah. You sent me a song about a month ago. I say. Yeah. I, I'm I say. I say. About a month ago. I say. <laughs> um, and it was it was a cover of Blondie's Heart of Glass. Heart of Glass. Um. And it was a jazz cover. Yeah. But it was a hot jazz cover. 
It was very spicy jazz indeed. It was, it was one, a spicy, a meatball Flavorful. of jazz cover. Um, and this is where I... So, so for the longest time, well, for at the very least, the last six months, I've been getting into jazz a lot more. Mm. Uh, maybe in the last year, I've been getting into jazz a lot more. And I thought to myself, ooh, I understand jazz now. I know... <laughs> I, I, I thought to myself that this is, this is one of those things where I just wasn't listening to it enough, and therefore, now that I've listened to it, I understand it, and I can... It doesn't sound weird to me. Sure. And then you played me this song, and I was like, nope. <laughs> nope, nope. Still don't fucking get jazz. Jazz is weird. I don't understand it. Don't like it. It's a very scary thing, and I would like it to go away, please. <laughs> Um, think, yeah, there's. I mean, there are a lot of levels to jazz. Yeah, and it's got me thinking about music that is difficult to to find an entry point into, mm. or at the very least, difficult to get deeper into. Yeah. So starting off with jazz, what the fuck was going on that song? Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't Many get things. it. Well, yeah, but I. So, it's. That is extremely progressive. And, and when I say when I say this this jazz song is a spicy meatball, as in you know all the people that think I can't get into jazz because this is because this is what I think jazz sounds like. Mm. That's exactly what that song sounded like. Yeah, and it it's, was yeah, it it's was even like, a little bit more chaotic. Yeah. That thing, I'm pretty sure that happened at one point, and I was doing it verbatim. I mean, it probably did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So definitely that track was not that artist whose name I can't remember and I can't find it on my phone again mm. um, is definitely not entry level no um, you effectively you've either got to be you've got to have sort of graduated up to it or like me you've got to be up for weird shit happening so I want to what my biggest question is at some point, that sounds good to somebody. <laughs> it sounds good to the person who's writing or performing. It sounds good to the person listening. What is it that makes like? Why does that sound? I don't understand. I don't understand what is what is happening in that song to make essentially breaking all the musical rules. Rules breaking all the musical breaking rules. The Please, sir. You mustn't. No. Hand me the smelling salts. <laughs> I am feeling a little bit faint. Um, why, when it's breaking the musical rules, why does that sound good? We have rules there for a reason. I get it. I yeah. get that breaking the rules is part of experimenting with music, and therefore we should do it. Mm. But when it makes it sound like someone's thrown a piano into a blender, like why, does, why is that an think... acceptable way to write music i think it's uh it's about sort of recognizing the idea so mm. like when with with the heart of glass cover maybe you were listening to it and you could hear do, 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 do. yeah like it was in amongst so many other notes yeah and it was <laughs> it was not being played in the rhythm that the original is but you can just sort of anchor yourself to and you can accompany you can guide yourself through the song uh, well, by listening to it it's it 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 shared ground in my head of you know that <laughs> that guy who plays recorder and plays he's very famous for playing the titanic theme tune but badly badly yeah I could follow the, I could listen to that and follow the Titanic theme tune, but it doesn't sound good to me. No. And I, I, don't, I what is to me? I don't understand what the, what, how I know that that is him playing badly, mm. and how these guys have made the decision <laughs> to not hit the right note. That's a good question. Or to not hit the note that is, really that should question. be hit in mm. traditional sense. Well, I think one of the things. For me, it impresses me. Right, so when you hear um, somebody playing something badly, that's somebody playing something badly. Yeah. When you hear an entire band who are, as a unit, playing something that sounds bad, but they're doing it with such good timing, and they're 
they're doing it with harmony to the point where you know that they've sat down and spent a long time figuring it out. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's one of the things for me is where I'm like, like how, how are they even keeping track of at what point in the song they are? Yeah. Um, and how long did they have to sit down as a band and rehearse it? Or are they just that good that it didn't take them long at all? That they all know we're going to do this and then we're going to change time, uh, change time signatures and change key signatures to this and this for this long and then we're going back to this. And it's just a thing that, you know, they can learn in the same way that you and I can sit down and learn a simple verse chorus, um, you know, song on a guitar. Cheeky versi chorus. Cheeky, cheeky versi chorus. Uh, well, okay, so the other question I have is, is that basically as hardcore as it goes for that sort of progressive jazz? Is how much further down the rabbit hole can you go? I mean, that is that's the most interesting. That's the most progressive and deep down the rabbit hole um, artists that I think I've heard. Okay. Um, the I, they've got an entire. I think it's an EP. Um, and some of them are covers, uh, and they've got one for "Smells Like Teen Spirit," mm. um, which is actually—I can't remember. Actually, I—I I feel like that was—that might have been a better one for you to have listened. If I'd known how <laughs> how you were going to react to "Heart of Glass," I might have have an you, allergic reaction. Uh, to yeah. the jazz. <laughs> He's like, what, came out what is this? What is good music? <laughs> How do I know? Uh, <laughs> Essentially, have an existential crisis. Yeah. Over the. I should have sent you the Teen Spirit one because it is. It's a lot easier to keep track of. But I mean, there's probably more out there stuff than than this. I don't think I'm ready for that, Theo. I don't think well, I'm there yet. I'll find it and I'll um, I'll I'll see. Okay. Because <laughs> maybe we'll, I'm not ready for we'll it. We'll find out. We'll find out. I I was I it, yeah so it made me think about other genres of music that are difficult to get into mm. and some of the genres of music that I really love and I know you've also been trying to get into as part of your eclectic listening I want to say homework but it's not mm. the right word but um, self work yeah exactly so uh, so uh, thinking about screamo. Music mm. a lot, like, and I'm, I'm using screamo as a blanket term for stuff be a that very, has screamo. Very in blanket it. term, incredibly blanket term. In fact, it's, it's. <laughs> I'm essentially using a subgenre to define the umbrella term. So it, yeah. it's, it's like it's like using, it's like using the term, um, it's like using the term J-pop. To describe mm. all of pop of music, <laughs> yeah, but but I mean it it does make it simpler because it's like um you everybody knows what you mean when you mm. say screamo, yeah. Um, well, for, well, and so, some people are going to think that you mean a specific type of music yeah. with screaming in it, but for the most part, people who don't listen to that sort of music are going to know screamo means this. It's like uh, it's so, like Velcro. Yeah, if you just if you just go around calling it hook and loop fastener, technically you're being correct. I thought you meant the genre of music that used hook and loop fastener instead of lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Grimecore. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so like, if you go around calling it Velcro, strictly you're not correct. You're referring yeah. to a specific brand of hook and loop fastener. But everyone's going to know what you mean if you say Velcro. I'm going to, so what I'm going to say is I'm going to use the term um, scream-centric music. Scream-centric. Scream-centric. Um, and when I say scream-centric, I mean heavy metal, post-hardcore, screamo, um, emo, post-punk, uh, post-rock. Just anything that has screaming as a vocal choice mm. in it. Scream-centric music. Um, so and, I'm, and and metal music in general, or going down the harder rock side of things, is difficult to get into at some point. Mm. Um, yeah. e either because the vocals end up at some point turning into screaming, which is difficult to listen to, especially when you start off. Because 
the the lyrics are very difficult to define. Mm. Um, and if you're the person, sort of person like you, who the lyrics are very important to the song, it's very difficult for you because you you don't know what the song is about. Yeah. Whereas, the someone like me, who thinks about the feeling of the song more, like the lyrics are there to support the overall emotive state that's being described by the band or by the singer or by the artist. Um, it's a lot easier for me to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, but with all of these genres, in, and I know, I'm trying to think of others as well, like hardcore rap, um, rap and hip hop, grime. Mm. Grime's difficult. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's all, because um, grime is basically using this, uh, maybe two or three different lyrical rhythms and just repeating those yeah. with various lyrics and various um, stories and narratives. Um, and then you've got Drill. Oh mm. my god, Drill god, is wow. difficult. Yeah. Um, it's like grind turned up to 11. Yeah. Um, and it's using drum and bass backing and then using that as your vocal rhythm and then it's the the topics tend to be very difficult to listen to um yeah take it right back as well to 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 gang to gangster rap the gang rap or to uh, i don't I, I obviously again using the term gangster rap as an umbrella term is not healthy or good for the genre in general um <laughs> but I know nothing else to do because I'm just <laughs> I'm just one guy. I'm just a dumb dub. Just a white boy. I'm just a white boy who ain't don't think good. He got smooth brain. <laughs> I'm just a white boy with a smooth brain, Theo. Stop hitting me. I'm just a white boy with a smooth brain. Standing, asking you to love him. <laughs> asking, asking you to carve some wrinkles into his egg of a brain. Need it. <laughs> if you just just fall in half, I just need the one wrinkle. Just give me <laughs> one. Just one, please. Follow my brain. <laughs> Fold my brain. You, sir. Fold my brain. <laughs> sir, fold it or wear it. That's <laughs> a reference. I don't know it's what an iRobot reference. Where he's like, he's about to chase down a robot and he tells a guy to hold his pie. He goes, sir, hold it or wear it. <laughs> As if he's going to come back for the pie. As if he's going to come back to dress him in the pie. Yeah. Hold it or wear it. Hold it or wear it. I choose wear it. Put it oh, on okay. the floor. Okay. Well, like, how, hold, hold is it, it going to be a hat? Do you want it to be a hat, a glove? Just <laughs> stick your hand in the pie. Put your dick in the pie. Is this an American pie situation? <laughs> it was a sweet potato pie. It was a sweet potato pie. Yeah. Oh, that's a foot job. Whoa, that sounded weird. Jesus that's Christ. A fucking hell. <laughs> well, a hand job wouldn't have been better. Anything <laughs> job. An entire An- face job. <laughs> oh, that's an ear job. This is a back job. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> in a thigh job. A bank job sounds a bit weird now as well. Mm. Having sex with the safe? Jesus. Rub it all that money <laughs> all over your body. Safe sex. Anyway. Uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> this is a stick up. Not that sort of stick up. <laughs> <laughs> this is a stick up. Stick up where? <laughs> um, okay, so so the, the analogy that I came up with for... for all of this, and I talked to you about this last night, I talked to the entire table about this last night, um, is like, when you find a new food, or find a new flavour, and if you're the sort of person that experiments in the kitchen anyway, and you start putting that flavour in everything to see how it like reacts mm. with all the other flavours. So, really simple example, salt. Mm. Like You put salt into, into everything. But once you start taking salt out of stuff or deciding not to add salt, you realize how it how it affects mm. the flavor of stuff. Yeah. And so you start adding it to other stuff and remove it from other stuff and you, you sort of really experiment with it. You get deep into it and you, you just you have salt in everything to see how salt affects everything and you think to yourself in, in your mind in your mind palace, ooh, I'm in a salt mind at the moment. <laughs> Fucking I'll go down the salt mines right now. Um <laughs> And it's the same with music. You go, okay, this is experimental progressive jazz. Mm-hmm. And you immerse yourself in the world of experimental progressive jazz. And you then you and you, while you're listening to it, you listen to jazz without the progressive element and see how it's different. Mm. And then you listen to it again with the progressive element. And you, you listen to 
this artist that uses progressive jazz, or or you listen to an artist that you know very well and see if they've employed progressive jazz mm. at all and how that affects their music. Um, I still haven't done that though, mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, sorry about that, guys. Well, there's um, uh, I'm just trying to think of who would be sort of a nice happy medium between um. The artists I still can't Oh, remember. a happy medium. Uh, that one that married Michael Jackson's ghost. <laughs> <laughs> they, callbacks, she, bro. Callbacks to the pre-show. You should have been listening to you the pre-show. Sh- this is, if you weren't listening to the pre-show, guys, at midday on a Thursday, we go live. We go live with a pre-show. That's about an hour of just chatting shit. Mm. It's just us. Uh, we, we just talk about the news. We talk to the chat. We talk about anything and everything that, that, that could come up. And then... And then we go to the, the, we record the episode that you're listening to right now. Um, and that's the bit that goes live. That's the bit that's not as exclusive. You guys can be part of the exclusive bit just by following us on Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash oddhobs. And if you follow us, you get a notification to say when we're going to go live and you can get involved. Just like the disclaimer says right at the beginning of the episode. I just going to say, now, without further ado, on with the episode. And you get involved in the discussion. I, I, so many times I think to myself, I'm almost tripping over my words with, <laughs> with that intro. I might have tripped. No, it works. It. Season two, we'll re record it. What? And then, and then two, not... three, about... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, and then also, we've got the post show, which happens after the episode where we talk with the chat and anyone else who wants to talk about it. We talk about the stuff we talked about in the episode. So you got the pre show so where we you tell you show. what we're going to tell you. And then we got the show where we tell you. And then we've got the post-show. Where we t- tell you what we told you. And then we go home and we cry ourselves to sleep. We Every think night. about what we've told you over and over <laughs> again until the tear ducts run and dry. Friday morning, we start planning it all again. What are we going to tell them we're going to tell them? Okay. Now, what are we actually <laughs> going to tell them? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God. So, in, in summary, hmm. I need to just listen to more... You need transitional jazz. jazz. You need transitional, transitional jazz. jazz. Okay, so you need some transitional artists in general. Okay, so can you think of any transitional artists off the top of your head? So off I've, the top of your dome, off the top of your <laughs> noggin. I've just sent you um, a song, a track by an artist called Yaga Jazzist. Yaga, that means... What does Yaga mean? Uh, well, Baba Yaga means... Is boogeyman. No. That's not what that means. Oh, I watched too much John Wick. Well, John Wick, they didn't bother finding out um it means so baba yaga uh, baby hunter no uh <laughs> baba yaga i'm pretty sure means grandfather baba or yaga. grandmother they call it baba yaga baba yaga. Uh, i'm like, here you know, i'm here to shoot some people why didn't you uh oh no ushti baba means grandfather i oh. think uh baba yaga means baby father baba yaga baba no, not John Wick. Baba Yaga is a super, supernatural being who appears as a deformed or ferocious-looking old woman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Baba you... Yaga has chicken legs. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and she may help you if you seek her out. So find her house. She might give you some chicken legs. <laughs> oh, you look starving. <laughs> I've got chicken legs. <laughs> I'm Baba Yaga. You can call me Baba. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, so that's what Baba Yaga means. But yeah, I just sent you a track. (laughs) But uh, it's either Yaga or Jaga. Jaga, J A G A. Yeah. Uh, Jagger. A jazzist. Got the moves um, like Yaga. Got the moves like Yaga. <laughs> got the moves like Maggie, B- Baba, Baba Yaga. Yaga. <laughs> <laughs> old oh. woman pulling some shapes, <laughs> chucking those chicken legs, <laughs> frying them up. Oh, God. <laughs> yep. But yeah, um, so I'll also I'll link you to uh, a playlist called Odd Rhythms. Okay. Which is sort of more progressive and slightly like it's got a bit of gent in it, but there is. A lot of jazz, jazzishness in there. Yeah. Um, and so I think I think it really is about it's it's about like um, the same as like getting into the sea. 
it's like it's cold, but you know it's going to be cold. The salt there it too is going to be like a little more cold as it goes up. Once you're under, yeah, then you're fine. But you've you can't just sort of go in. It's I guess it's more like coming up from a dive. You come up too fast, you're going to get the bends. Yep, the Mercedes bends. Yeah, and uh, that'll turn you into an asshole. That's so. <laughs> <laughs> but if you yeah if you if you come up too fast then you can't you you don't have time to acclimatize yourself mm. and then get to the next level of, of pressure or whatever mm. and i think it is the same with a lot of types of music it's probably the same with with a lot of screaming music as well yeah well with like the... you start with the really simple jazz with screaming music you know how was uh, how we did that episode where i we went through the, the sort of how to guide mm. on how to scream and how you literally you're op- you're partially opening your vocal cords, mm. and it the more air you push through, the harsher the sort of mm. vocal fry mm. is. Vocal fry is the term that means your your voice gets more aggressive. Uh... That that is a vocal fry, uh, but talking and singing like that, mm. um, essentially, there's almost a sliding scale on how much vocal fry ends up getting used. So you mm. start off. To, listening to Little Richard, you end up you 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 go a bit further. You turn everything up so it's distorting a little. Well, you end up with you're going to the Kinks, um, and then you're then you're we're going straight into I, I don't know who was between the I guess uh, Dire Straits would be up from the Kinks, mm-hmm. and then you've got then you have to step it up a little bit more, and that's where you you're starting to hit things like Nirvana. <laughs> I wouldn't even Maybe. say. I'd say. Um, I'd say. Um, the band everyone hates. Nickelback. Nickelback. Yeah, because he's got a, quite a gravelly voice. Yeah, he has. And gravel is is quite similar to vocal fry in its sound, but it's not mm. quite the same because you can't change the amount of gravel in it in your sure. voice really. Um, and then you've got everything that came out in the nineties for yeah. Rock music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then. In if you just do a '90s rock playlist, oh, actually, hold on. Uh, from Nirvana, you get like uh, then you've got like Guns and Roses, because mm-hmm. um, and 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 the Who as well yeah. actually, um, and then you just keep pushing it until that more and more vocal fry comes in. And you know what? Spotify's going to start suggesting stuff to you from that point. <laughs> um, if yeah. you if uh, if you don't get to if you keep listening to stuff and you don't get to Architects or um, bring the horizon in a, a year and a half, then maybe just skip straight to those things. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you're ready for them. I don't know. I wasn't, to be fair. Bring the horizon, I wasn't ready for for the longest time. Mm. Um, I was tempted to put a Bring the Horizon song on songs I can't get enough of, but I think that might have been too much for you. <laughs> well, as long as it's a song that you can't get enough of, there is a song I can't get choice. enough of. And it's up to you. And. Oh, I don't know. It's just that when it when it comes down to down to the bracket, down yeah, to the, well, it might, we, we'll have a argue. bit more of a discussion about yeah. it. Yeah, I think we'll be all right. Okay. Well, there's I've got we've got four weeks left. Yeah. Or is it three? Four, I think. I'm pretty sure it's four. It's it's about a month left until the, about, until the battle yeah. royale, um, and I'm so excited. Yeah, man. I don't know how it's going to go. It might be rubbish, and next year we scrap it and do something <laughs> else. But. We might do the opposite. I do songs we we absolutely can get enough of, and then have a battle royale for what's the worst yeah, the songs song. we've had enough of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and similarly, send them an email saying, "Hi, I'm I'm Lawrence. You don't know me, but we we've had enough of your you. fucking song." <laughs> well, speaking of that stuff, shall we move on to songs we can't get move enough of? Move on to songs we can't get enough of. Yeah. Right, Lawrence and I. Listen to music. We've got a tournament coming up every week. We're bringing a song each to the show. That we can't get enough of for the lyrics or for the way it's uh, orchestrated or composed. We can't get enough of it. And um, you can listen to these songs that on a playlist of ours called Why Can't I Do Music Good? Songs We Can't Get Enough Of. You can find that uh, on Spotify and everywhere else. Um, no, no. The, uh, the playlist is just on Spotify. Playlist on Spotify. Um, so yeah, go along and listen to those. The songs which, that we're talking about today are on that playlist right now. Right now. Right now. And uh, yeah, this this tournament, we will pit them all against each other, find out which song we couldn't get enough of the most. Yeah. <laughs> which song we most couldn't not get the least not enough of. 
Uh, Lawrence, do you want to start us off? Yeah, and actually, my song is actually a really good transitional song if you're looking to get into heavier stuff. That's true. If you if you are currently listening to a lot of mainstream music, I don't. It's not. It's not. It's not evocative of what is happening in heavier music right now. This is an older song. This is back from 2002. Mm. Might be 2000 actually. But the song that I have chosen is Paper Cut by Linkin Park. Um, this song evokes so much nostalgia in me. Mm. Um, I remember when this album came out, and I remember... Is that a hybrid theory? Yeah, that's the one. Has, which is a really cool name for an that's album. It's a cool name. It's a shame that Linkin Park is a rubbish name for a band, yeah. um, because I like them as a band. Um, so hybrid. first off, Hybrid Theory, excellent name for, uh, for an album. Secondly, the, the front cover is this soldier carrying a flag with dragonfly wings. Mm. To, and that That's cool. is a cool cover. And thirdly, I think this might be my favourite way any album has started ever. Yeah. Because it starts from literally nothing. It starts with this little beat. And then it brings in the guitar. And then you've got the DJ coming in being like... And then it does a revert. And then everyone comes in and it's just... It's so heavy and so yeah, unexpected. Man. And this was this was my... One of my first forays into that heavier side of music. Sure. Um, and the thing that was amazing about it was my parents accepted it. <laughs> they were like, actually, this is pretty cool. Well, I don't know if they thought it was pretty cool, but they didn't, they didn't stop me from wanting to listen to it. That is pretty amazing. And I, I, remember, I remember when the, the album first came out, I'd have a friend who had the album, and they burnt me a copy. Actually, I, no, no, they didn't burn me a copy. They let me borrow the album for a week. What a dude. Absolutely. A Absolutely. Dude. I remember there being a list of people that he had to lend <laughs> the album. Um, and it wasn't a, like... A lot of us didn't have computers with CDR drives, mm. so we weren't burning the CD. We weren't ripping the ripping the CD. We were just we were just listening to listening it for to a week and then giving it back and yeah. giving it back. And um, and it is such a nostalgic album for me that I think not last year but the year before I got given it as a vinyl. Mm. I've got it upstairs okay. in vinyl form, and it's it's and it also it, it speaks so much to. The teenage dilemma. I know that last week, uh, Flatliners did the same thing, mm. but it talks about paranoia and and second guessing yourself. And this is all stuff that that you go through when you're going through puberty. Mm. Um, I can't speak for for what going through puberty is like for a girl, but for a guy, there's a lot of second guessing yourself. Mm. Um, and uh, let me just bring up some lyrics. Um, because that first verse um, is just excellent. Why does it feel like night today? Something in here is not right today. Why am I so uptight today? Paranoia is all I've got left. I don't know what stressed me first or how the pressure was fed, but I know just what it feels like to have the voice in the back of my head, like a face that I hold inside, a face that awakes when I close my eyes, a face that watches every time I lie, a face that laughs every time I fall and watches everything. So I know that when it's time to sink or swim, that face inside is here in me, right underneath my skin. And it's it it comes. There's a very lyrical crescendo about mm. that first verse. Yeah, yeah. Because it just the subject matter builds and builds. Because it starts off talking about a feeling, and then it starts talking about how where that feeling came from and how that feeling is is overwhelming, and then how that feeling starts to affect your everyday life and how that feeling now in this very moment right now is affecting you to the point where you're about to explode mm. and then the chorus comes in. It's like I'm paranoid looking over my back. It's like a whirlwind inside my head. It's like I can't stop what I'm hearing within. It's like a face inside is right beneath my skin. And it just, it's every single verse builds up lyrically to this crescendo and then the chorus comes in. It's just excellent. Mm. Um... But like the main three points that I have, the 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 subject matter and the way it builds up is fantastic. That intro I think is my favorite intro intro to it. probably any album that doesn't have 
a literal intro track. Sure. Because I'm a huge fan of an intro <laughs> track. I feel like every album <coughs> needs to have some sort of bookend. Um, and whether or not that is literally a track called intro and a track called outro, I prefer... like That was a massive thing in the noughties as well, mm, to have an yeah, intro, yeah. intro track. And I love it still so much. Um, but I think this this song and this album very much informed the way that I think about how how albums are constructed as well. Um, so yeah, that's the reason why that's the song I can't get enough of. Paper Cup by Linkin Park. Good. I I'd, I'd like. I really love because I'm not a fan of Linkin Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I was just listening to it in the car and I was thinking, hmm. right, what can I? Because I don't want to just say, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. That's fine. And if you don't I, like it, it's okay. Well, the thing is, that, like, there is basically nothing wrong with the song. No. And nothing wrong with the band. I just don't enjoy That's the music. Um, but uh, listening to that song, I really enjoyed the, uh, the rhythm guitar dun, during dun, the dun. verses. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Dun, dun, it's dun, dun, simple. Dun, dun. Yep. Really yep. good. Really enjoyed it. Well, I think we're going to come across the same issue with your track with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I found that difficult to do. But let's let's move Fair on to enough. your track. Well, so my track is a song by Bill. Oh, bloody hell, Bill Wirt. I'll look it up. Um, it's a song called "Here Comes the Sun." It is Bill Wirt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you probably, if you've heard him before, you've heard his entire history of the world, I guess, um, videos or history of the entire world, I guess. Mm. Um, which is very funny sort of recap of of the history of the world. Yeah. With these little songs thrown in that are fantastically well put together. And it's it's insane that he just like there'll be a a, a second and a half jingle mm. and he'll just throw in and it just sounds good. It's really well produced. The music in it is really interesting. Are we talking about this particular song? So, now? well, no. So, the, the that's just the jingle. This just the idea of his um, of his videos, right? But the point is that I didn't realize that he had entire tracks. I thought he just put them, you know, just stuck together these little doodles mm. for his uh, for his videos. But um, this song here comes the sun. It's uh, in fact he's got about 20, 20 singles, I think, no albums wow. or anything. Um, but just all these singles, and here comes this, the sun. That's a really recent song as well, isn't it? Is it quite recent? Here comes the song. I think is from last year. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. There we go then. Well, I'll be. Well, well I'll, I'll be, be a, a son of a bitch. I'll be a monkey jungle. Um. <laughs> but, you, you. Um. But anyway, so, I know it's from this year. This year is it? Yeah, January. January yeah, this year. Well, yeah. So, like, super interesting. I think uh, the fact that it it will change, and yeah, this is absolutely a, a, a tricky song. Um, can be mm. uh, it because it changes um, key signature between the the verse and the chorus, and which is really fantastic. I think because like the the first verse, it's talking about how um, you know we're we're sitting around and wondering what to do with our lives. Mm. Um, and you know, sadness creeps into our heads and starts telling us things. Um, and then, oh, here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. And yep. then it, it changes key to something sort of bright and upbeat. Um, and you know, obviously, the tone changes. And the really what I like is the number of things that get thrown into the background mm. so like sometimes there's just a, the run of a harp yeah that's the that's the bit that i like about this song so mm. i it, so in general i'm not a fan of the vocal or lyrical content because mm. it's it feels twee mm. you know what i mean by that i think like, i do yeah if it, it's sort of too, the vocals are kind of too upfront and too yeah. polished yeah 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 exactly yeah. So it feels, it feels, almost adolescent, mm. less than adolescent, pre-adolescent, <laughs> but adder even lesson. But the 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 synth work and the the little vocal, sorry, uh, the little instrumental flourishes mm. that keep happening, they're they're really nice, especially with the silence that's in between them. Mm. Like silence is very much with the used, silence as well. Yeah, it's used as a tool. In this, in the same way 
that I'd say Pink Floyd uses silence in some of their songs. Sure. Um, and I think it's difficult to to be silent in music well. Mm. And we we as musicians, because we're like, oh, we, we make music, we make stuff, sound stuff. Fill the fill the sign. Exactly. So yeah. so, so we wanna do sound all the time. Mm. Why can't I do sound good? Mm. <laughs> it's because you're not being silent enough. Mm. Silence is just so and, and also, again, hold on. Going back to the Oh, the we've work. got a reference. Is it this one? Yeah. Um, so, uh, going back to this book that I haven't finished reading yet, I realise that sometimes I pronounce the word book like a Yorkshire person. Book. 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 I usually, sometimes I say book. Um, literally, the first chapter of this Two Beats Ahead book, uh, it has a prelude. I don't count prelude as a chapter. But, uh, listening, the space between the notes. And it has a quote by Bjork. The most powerful thing is often the thing which lies slumbering in the silence. And then page one, nothing. And page two, nothing. Page three, nothing. Page oh, that's four, cool. nothing. Page five, nothing. Six, nothing. And then just the word imagine. I really like that. It's like that's that's the very first thing that you see in this book mm. is just silence. And it's it's just a great reminder that silence is a tool that we as musicians like, need to work with. I yeah. think gent music does it a lot as well. There's a lot of mm. signs between the notes. Yeah, there. it is very much. It's about the 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 tail of the guitar that you don't play. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Sorry, yeah. that was that's that's all I had to say about that. Well, no, I agree. Um, but and as far as um, Bill, yeah, he does use silence very well, mm. and he he uses it to sort of almost close off a chapter of the song yeah. and start another one. Um, so there's a, a, a bit where he goes, oh, stop, time's up. And then there's a couple of seconds of silence. And then he says, is it really over? And then there's another little bit where he's saying, time waits for no man, doesn't wait now either. And then it goes into a completely different bit. And it's just like, you struggled with it. I struggled for with it. For this reason. Yeah. Well, and, and the end... Uh, one nice moment of, sil of silence is the end of the song. The very end. The very end, where it says, and if this, essentially, if this doesn't work, I'm going to delete, delete it. it. And then it stops. It stops, I think, it feels like it stops halfway through the last beat. Mm. Which is very interesting. This song ain't good enough, but raise it. Yeah. Just. Just before the beat, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I feel like that was the point where. I feel like it's meant to sort of evoke the feeling that he just decided that he didn't like it and got it, rid got rid of it. Well, it, it reminded me of the the Motion City soundtrack song. Um, can't finish what I started. That's why I'll never, never finish, finish anything. anything I. I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. No. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Mm. I'm. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what that goes up against and what my one goes up against yeah that's, it's gonna be interesting either way yeah yeah <laughs> um i haven't seeded them yet i forgot to um or have i have i seeded them i'm not sure about to find out blah, blah, blah. Are you seeded um that's a bit of a personal question gary i don't think i have seeded them yet okay um, well either way go onto the playlist they're right there right yep. now ready to be listened to along with a load of really good songs Excellent. And uh, yeah, get never closer to finding out which is the ah! which is the bestest. I'm so excited! I can't yeah. believe it. I can't believe it's it's almost here. Mm. And just a reminder for people who are listening: um, are the seat? Why can't I do music? Good season. The season ends in end of October, beginning of November. When we when we hit that episode, we're going to be taking a long break until January, and that's because we both work in the pub industry. Um, we find it difficult to, like, during Christmas, Christmas is a really busy time for us, mm. um, and it's just not necessarily feasible for us to be able to dedicate ourselves to to the time off, or the, the days off in order to record the pod, um, or to record the episodes. So, if we have a chance to do an episode in, this, in that gap, we will. I think we're, we're definitely going to do one for Christmas, but just to give you a pre-warning, that between uh, beginning of November and January, 
there's going to be a bit of a hiatus. Um, but we will be back with a second season in January. Yes. But yeah, but that's after the that's after the the bracket stuff happens. So um, okay, so it's, it's reaching about an hour. Should we? Uh, shall we? Should we make a fool? Shall I make a fool of myself? Let's do it by uh, playing some musical uh, lyrical tennis. Um, so we found a way to make it ever so slightly mm-hmm. easier, only slightly. Um, in the random ge- word generator uh, app, you can change some of the settings. So we have them. Um, so just to give people a. A little recap on what this game actually is. This game is lyrical tennis. Um, essentially, we take it in terms to serve a word to the other player, and that player um, hits back with a lyric that is existing in music at the moment that contains that word. Mm. And then you go backwards and forwards until one of you can't think of a word. And I'm rubbish at this game. <laughs> I've invented it, and I'm rubbish at this game. Um, What's the word type that we're looking for? Um, nouns. Na- we're going to go with nouns. Cool. Verbs work as well. Verbs, ver- verbs do quite well. But, yeah. Um, it's up to you whether you want to go nouns or verbs. Let's go nouns. Let's okay. go nouns. Um, and all you need to play this game, you can play this game at home. All you need is a random word generator. We use randomwordgenerator.com and some sort of search engine that pretty much just searches through songs and music. We use songsia.ch. That is S-O-N-G-S-E-A-R dot C-A. Um, so, so, yeah, that's, that's the game. You ready to play? Yeah. Uh, do you want to serve? I can serve first. Um, so the word that I'm serving first is oven. Oven. Oh. I feel like there's definitely a Decemberist song with the word oven. Probably is. Mm. can't think of anything um so you've got oven proof bun in the oven um oven in the oven uh i'm sure there's songs about people putting their heads in ovens they're very morbid yeah probably um i can't think of it no no i can't think of any either um we will consult Dictionary Corner, otherwise known as Song Search. Oven. Um, oh, God. There's not many. Not many. Again. <laughs> Joy, Joy Division, Division Oven, oven gloves, gloves by Half Man, Half Biscuit. Of course. Um, I don't want to say that. That's an awful name for a band. <laughs> uh, 21 Savage has uh, a song called Oven. Okay. Cool. Excellent. Amazing. <laughs> that was. I felt like a bad first serve, but here's the second. Yeah, here's the second. Insect. Insect. Oh. Mm. Well, I know Papa Roach has the album Between Angels and Insects, but I can't think of a lyric. I don't think I've got one either. No. Oh, God. Maybe noun is more difficult. <laughs> Maybe we should go with verb. Um, okay. Going to dictionary corner. <sighs> Insect royalty by Primal Scream. Insect Nation by Bill Bailey. Oh. Some of his, some of his on their knees. Human slaves in an insect nation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Um, uh, there's not yeah, a lot there. Oh, they might be giants. Insect hospital. Um, but there's, yeah, there's not a lot. Okay. Okay. Final serve. I'm going to change the verb. Okay. Just to, just to see if it's, see if it's easier. Here we go. Part. Oh, well, that one. Um, If you leave me now, you take away the biggest part of me. Um, Okay. um, 
It's all part of the plan. From from the I don't know the lyric, but it's, it's all part, part of the plan. plan by the Punch Brothers. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, this this is a little bit easier. Uh, there's oh, there was a track that was on um, a Welcome to Night Vale mm. uh, weather once. There's a rap, um, and she's talking about oh, we'll be fucking from the heart. We'll be a part, not a part. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I can't remember. I don't think I should get that. Okay. Um. Ah. Um, oh. Ooh, uh. No matter where life takes me to, a part of me. <laughs> Who's that? Is that S Club Seven? Yes, it is. S Club Seven. <laughs> nice. Um. Uh. No, oh, that's the, that's the best I've done in a long time. <laughs> yeah, you got that one. Hey. Um, cool. Maybe we should go with verbs for a little bit. We should go with verbs. Okay. So it's uh, so that's so that was two. That was two to me through default, and mm -hmm. then one to you. Cool. All right, you ready for a word? I'm ready. Relate. <sighs> Well, that's my streak gone. <laughs> uh, relate, relate to, I can relate. I can relate seems like it could be part of a rap lyric. Um, no. I oh. can relate. Someone's, sorry. Uh, oh, oh. So we, there's part somebody of your world. in the chat. Part of your world, fucking hell. Oh, of course. There she is. Who's Pandy G? Pandy G? Thanks for coming. <coughs> uh, do we know Tony Kakar? Very famous singer on YouTube. Over 100 million, 150 million views on each song. On each song. Uh, I don't... This sounds like it might be Tony Kakar. <laughs> Hold on. Plugging himself. Are you Plugging themselves. Panda G, are you Tony Kakar? Tell us. Please tell us. Yeah, tell us. And thanks for... Uh... Thanks for chipping in. Yeah, sorry we didn't see you. I was yeah, I was we, didn't, we weren't about, expecting it. I was busy thinking about uh, what was happening with the word relate. Okay, um, I'm gonna. I've go. got one. You've got one. Yeah, I said I can relate, cause lately I've been thinking of combustion as a welcome vacation from <sighs> the burdens of planet Earth, of tyranny, hypocrisy, the perils of being a three D. By thinking so much differently. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the only one you can think of? Uh, I think so. Okay. Relate. Yeah. I'm going to consult Dictionary Corner for that one. Um, relate. Um, another one bites the dust. Like Queen. Really? Uh, right, I could relate. Could you relate? Another one bites the dust. I don't... Don't... Dum, dum. I don't remember the word relate in there. Oh, uh, it's a remix. Oh, okay. It says re remix, but at the same time... Um, show me where it says relate, then. Oh, no, it is a remix. Damn it. Well, I mean... Mm. Um, relate by Lil Easy Vert. There's actually not a lot, is there? There isn't a lot. But it's a lot of rap stuff, which yeah. is what I predicted. Yeah. And even the... Incubus one was kind of rappy. Pretty rappy. Kind of rappy. A little bit of rappy. Uh, next word. Yep, please. Suit. Suit. Zoot suit. Riot. Riot! Throw back a bottle of beer. <laughs> we did a nice harmony there, by the way. I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um... Uh, outside, by your doorstep, in a worn-out suit and tie. Band of horses. I go to the bomb because I like the... Nice. <laughs> Sprout has said suit and tie. I'm suit thinking tie. Justin Timberlake's suit and tie. Yep, Justin uh -huh. Timberlake's suit and tie. Um, 
I know that 50 Cent had a had an album called Suit that was paired with an album called Sweat. Um, but I don't think Suit it's... Sweat. Delicious. Um, uh, suit. But that doesn't suit something. Um, I mean, that, I think that's all I got. I think that's all I got as well, but you would get the point because you got mm-hmm. the last one. Nice. Okay, to to break even, I have to get this one. Depart. Fucking hell. (laughs) Depart. Um, No. No, I ain't got it. I don't think I've got it. No. Well, do you want to get into... That is... That's your point. That's my point. Because I didn't hit it. Wahar. Four to you, two to me. It's the best one I've done in weeks, <laughs> apart from the first one. Well, it's also the best one I've done in weeks. <laughs> I think it's because we, we changed in, like specifically verbs and nouns. Yeah. Um, I think the verbs are a little, a little easier than nouns. Because mm. um, if someone said, oh, chair, I'd be like, that means someone's with a chair in it. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think it's time to wrap up the episode. Um... So, yeah, uh, Theo, do you want to plug yourself? I'll plug myself. My name's Theo Dehaney. You can find me on Instagram at Theo Dehaney Music and on YouTube as Theo Dehaney. And uh, my name is still Lawrence Hobbs. <laughs> um, you can uh, talk, to any th- talk, to, talk to me about anything we talked about in the show at L Hobbs Music. Um, you can listen to my music on Spotify. Uh, I have an EP called Leave Me For Worms, Don't Leave Me For Dead. Um, I, you can also find me on our sister podcast, uh, Killing in the Name of, a podcast about my girlfriend trying to convince me that being into serial killers is not a weird thing at all, um, which is quite fun. And uh, I think uh, you can also contact me on Facebook. Um, I have a page for my music there, and uh, I think that's about it. Um, but if you're, if you're watching on Twitch, we will have a post-show very soon. Um, if you're listening to the episode, then thank you very much for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next week. So, without further ado, goodbye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>